Welcome to the Forward Healing Project. This is a weekly podcast where we acknowledge the challenges and grief experienced with infertility and miscarriage. Through honest and real talk, we will share stories, explore emotions, and seek healing by reclaiming, redefining, and renewing what it means to heal a hopeful heart. Welcome to the Forward Healing Project podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Allen. I am humbled and honored to be a part of your journey and grateful that you are a part of mine. If you do not already follow me on Instagram, I'm at Forward Healing Project and also Healing Hopeful Hearts. The Forward Healing Project is also on Twitter, and you can listen to past episodes on any podcast platform you subscribe with, and any shares and ratings are always appreciated. I had taken two weeks off, and I'm back now from my retreat and really looking forward to getting back into the groove of things. I spent seven days at the Loyola Jesuit Retreat House in Morristown, New Jersey. It was so beautiful and incredibly peaceful, and it's always so filled with grace when when you go on retreat. Sometimes it happens right away, and sometimes it happens during the week. Sometimes it comes many months later, but... There's always a seed, some fruit, and this retreat was really special for me. And during that retreat, I focused a great deal on relationship and what it means to have a relationship with Christ. And this led me to a lot of meditation on what it means to be in relationship in general, and also reminded me that everything we do is relationship. I recently came across a quote by C.S. Lewis from his book, Letters to Malcolm, chiefly on prayers. And the quote is, the thing is to rely on God. The time will come when we will regard all this misery as a small price to pay for having been brought to that dependence. Meanwhile, the trouble is that relying on God has to begin all over again, every day as if nothing has yet been done. Relying on God has to begin all over again, every day, as if nothing has yet been done. This stunned me. But then again, usually the simplest things usually do. But it made me think about this journey. It made me think about the reflections that I was having on my retreat about relationship and how every moment of every day, we have a choice in how we feel, how we react, how we love. It's a choice, and one that must be made every day. Maybe that sounds exhausting to you. Sometimes in prayer, in my relationship with God, I get tired. Tired of having to begin again and again every day. It can seem daunting. But it's also incredibly grace-filled. In the moments of pain and confusion, jealousy, shame, and anger, that's when we have to rely on God the most. And as C.S. Lewis said, relying on God has to begin all over again every day as if nothing has yet been done. I've mentioned I make an annual silent retreat. And on the silent retreats, any retreat really that I've ever been on, but primarily the silent retreats, I'm always reminded by my wise spiritual directors that retreats are hard. They're not spiritual vacations. They're spiritual boot camps. They're hard because every day, if you're really doing the work, every day is a new challenge. 
You might have a grace-filled day where your prayer is rich, healing, peaceful. Then you enter the next day expecting to have those same feelings. And you find yourself lost, struggling, restless, searching for that fruit that was so easy to come by the day before. And you have to rely on God as if nothing happened the day before. It can be confusing and tiring, but that's relationship. You have to show up every day. We have days like this on the infertility journey, days where we coo over the new baby, days where we stroll through the baby aisle without a care in the world and think about buying all the things for your pregnant friends. We have days when we think that upcoming baby shower is going to be great. We have days where we crumble. We're angry, sad, envious. We feel rage, a shame, a guilt, and a sorrow. It is so strong, it feels as if it lives in your very bones. These are the days we must remember that we have to rely on God again and again, as if those good days never happened. It might feel unfair or unjust, but it's no different than any other aspect in our life or any other relationship. It's like a marriage or a friendship or even your professional career. You can't just rely on the good days or the wins because there will be bad days. And on this journey, it might feel like there are more bad days than good. And it's how we end up spiraling. It's how we forget to rely on God. We forget that it's in the darkest moments we must rely on him the most. We forget to take that pain and confusion to him. We forget to ask him to show us the next best step because that's all we have, the next step. And in line with C.S. Lewis, we have to take the next step as if no other steps have been taken before. And in every step we take, we must rely on God so that he can tell us where to put our feet. Otherwise, we just end up stomping in circles and probably taking a few steps backwards. We cannot move forward without him. It might seem like you can, but if you're not taking every moment to him, every decision, every reaction every fear, every anger, if you're not relying on God for each inch forward, then we're not moving forward. We're not really healing. So many times I've gotten to a place where I think, I'm good, I'm healed, I'm at peace. And then I get slapped backward and I spiral. The times between the good and the bad are longer and longer apart, so I know there has been real healing in my heart. And as I've said before, I don't know that we're truly ever healed on this journey. The wound's too deep and the loss is too great. And it's a scar that never goes away and can be pulled open when we least expect it. But we can find some peace and the only thing that can heal that wound is to rely on God. We have to do it every day. We have to choose to rely on him with intent and passion. It's like any other relationship. You have to show up every day for your marriage. Sometimes your spouse can be unbearable or annoying or distant, but you have to lean in and rely on the strength of the marriage to get through it. Friendships are the same. They change and stretch, and we have days when our friends are our rocks, and days when it feels like we don't even know who they are anymore. But we have to rely on the relationship. We have to return to them each time as if nothing has happened in the past. That's the way forward in any relationship, in any situation, to take the next step, relying on the people in your life, relying on God as if the past didn't exist. 
there's wounds and bumps and scrapes, and they make us not trust. They make us flinch. But the past is the past. All we have is the next best step, and you can only take the next best step by relying on God. But what does that even mean? Maybe you pray every day. Maybe you go to daily mass. Maybe you say novenas. And those things are important. They let us stay connected to God. But even with a committed prayer practice, we can forget to build an actual relationship with God. A relationship that requires vulnerability. It requires telling the other person what you need. What scares you? What angers you? Confuses you? What brings you joy? And those things can be really scary to share, even with the divine. I never really understood what it meant to have a relationship with God or Jesus or the Holy Spirit. I've heard people say that. You need to have a personal relationship. But I never really understood what it meant or how to do it. And on this past retreat, it became so clear. I needed to tell God, to tell Jesus where I needed them in my life. You know, I thought, why? Why did I need to tell them? They're God. They already know. But I was reminded that Jesus is a gentleman. He will not enter into the places in our hearts where we need him without an invitation. So no amount of prayer was going to get me to develop a true relationship. I had to tell God. I had to invite him into the places of my woundedness, but also my places of healing and joy. I needed to invite him fully into my heart. I needed to say, I'm confused. This hurts. Help me. I needed to ask him to enter into my heart and help me find some peace. And I learned I needed to do this every day as if I had not asked the day before. And each time I asked, each time I shared with him and invited him in, I would find more clarity. Let me explain that a little bit. I received healing daily, but that does not mean that everything was all better instantly. It wasn't, and it isn't. But each day I return to him, I rely on him, and I tell him, I'm still not sure. I still don't understand. This still hurts. This still sucks. This is still unfair. Help me understand. Help me trust you. And each time, there was grace. Sometimes I felt it in a really big way, and there's a lot of clarity and peace, and sometimes I hear and feel nothing. And I, but I know he's working in those places in my heart because I invited him into those places. The thing is, the challenge is that there are still bumps and wobbles every day. And because I have free will, I can choose to uninvite him. I can choose to close the door that I had opened for him. And I see it in hindsight, those times I slammed the door, the times I tried to do it alone. The times I was in so much pain, I shut him out all while begging him to make it better. And being the gentleman that he is, he will wait until I invited him back. Truly invited him back. It means surrender. It means saying, God, I don't understand this place that I'm in. It is dark and scary, but I trust you will place my feet on firm ground so I can take the next best step. Sometimes my only prayer is to say, open my heart, Jesus, so I can invite you in. Sometimes I say it over and over and over again. Open my heart because I don't know how to do this alone. I want you there, but I don't know how. And that's all he needs.
Sometimes I say, God, I am so confused. I can't even pray. I don't even know what I need. And I return to him each day as if nothing yet has been done. Every day. It's such a powerful reminder of what a relationship with God looks like and how to begin to nourish it. Then we need to let go and trust. We need to say, I don't know this path. I don't know where it'll take me, but show me the next step. Two of my past retreats were at the Eastern Point Retreat House in Gloucester, Massachusetts. If you ever had the chance to go there, go. It's stunningly beautiful and an amazing place to make a retreat. It's nestled in a cove on the coast, and the front of the property is mostly giant boulders and rocks that curve around the ocean. These boulders are large and relatively flat, but they can be dangerous, so you really have to watch where you're putting your feet. And should you choose to explore the boulders, you need to be careful. I loved exploring these boulders, wandering the perimeter of the property along the cove. But in order to do this safely, have to keep your head down and be really deliberate and mindful of where you put your feet, where you take your next step. One day I was wandering the rocks, head down, watching my feet, ensuring I was safe and not stepping in any crevices or too close to the edge. And I did this for quite some time. Suddenly I looked up and realized I had gone really far. I was off the property. I was halfway down the coastline, but I was safe the entire time because I was only focusing on my next best step. I didn't worry about where I was headed or how far I had traveled. I just focused on the next best step. There were choices I could have made that would have stranded me on a boulder or caused me to slip, but I was deliberate about where I put my feet. And I think life is like this. I think this journey is like this. And I think prayer is like this. When we are trying to find the beauty trying to find the peace, trying to make sense, trying to move forward in life and in our relationship with God, we have to deliberately and mindfully, with trust, look for the next best step. And each step we have begins again as if the last step never happened. Relying on God's the same thing. We step, we trust, we rely, and we never really see the path. We never really know the destination. We just know we have to return to him every day in order to move forward. And in such a manner that what happened the day before, we can't hold on to. We can learn from it, but we have to rely on him again and again and again so that we can let go of everything else. When we're struggling with grief and anger, fear and confusion and pain, It can be so incredibly hard to see the next step because we are frantically staring down the path we want to be on, not seeing where we are putting our feet. Our only real choice is to rely on God every day. And isn't that an amazing father? He lets us wander, stray, stumble. Because without that freedom to take the wrong steps, the steps that lead us down a tiny rickety spiral staircase of grief, We wouldn't have the ability to stop and say, God, I'm lost. Show me how to get back on my path. The path that leads to you. The path that may not take me to all I want, but one that takes me to an even better place. A place I couldn't even imagine. A place that has always been there, but is only through trusting God. Returning to rely on him each day, 
that we can get on the path of true forward healing. We have to do the work. We have to choose to step on the safe, dry, flat rocks and not the scary, slick ones that might cause us to fall. It sounds amazing, right? But it's hard. It's so hard. And this world will make it harder. It will tell us lies. It will lead us to places where we can wallow in our woundedness and tell us we can stay there. It will beat you down and run you over. So starting over every day, starting over every day relying on God, it's the hardest, easiest thing you can do on this journey. It's scary and confusing. Our hearts ache. Empty wombs and empty arms will pull you away from God if you let them, because we'll be tempted to fill that emptiness with guardedness and fear, with anger and sadness. And we will fill the empty spaces with the things that are familiar. But we need to stop seeking to fill the emptiness and invite God into those places and ask him to fill that space. It's the only thing that can. Stop trying to do this alone. You are not alone. He is with you, and he wants you to invite him in every day to return to those places of woundedness and confusion. He wants you to rely on him every day as if nothing has been done in the past. It's hard. It's terrifying. Because you have your heart set on a family or a bigger family. Trusting anyone other than yourself or maybe your doctor, it's terrifying. It's terrifying. Because relying on God might mean you don't get what you want. Now, I believe that God is always working to create good in our lives. It's hard to see sometimes, but I do believe this. But his good might not be what you want. His plan for you is better than anything you can imagine. But his plan might not involve a child for you or another child. And that thought is terrifying. So we choose not to really rely on him. We choose to beg him, command him, but we often fail to truly rely on him. And so we get stuck. We say we trust God, but I think more often than not, we don't really think we want to trust him. But it's a trust based on a condition that he gives you what you want. But that's not truly relying on him. That's telling him what to do. You have to trust that he's leading you to the next best step, even though you don't and can't see the path ahead. And you have to do it every day. Forward healing takes trust, takes surrender. It takes returning to God every day and relying on him as if nothing has been done in the past. And you know, the past is a funny thing. We cling to it. We use it. We fear it. We celebrate it. And yes, it shapes us but it's gone. The pain you felt yesterday, it's gone. It might have some lingering effects, but today's not yesterday. And if we cling to it, instead of relying on God each day, each new day, it can blind us to the next best step. It can tell us we don't need to invite God into our hearts and convince us we can do this on our own. We have lots of choices. That's the beauty and pain of free will, but there's only one right choice. There are lots of next steps, lots of places we can put our feet, but only one next best step that is dry and firm and safe. It's through him, with him, and in him. That's the next best step, even though we may not know where that road leads. And I just love this idea that it's a choice every day to rely on him. Think of all the times I've wallowed in my grief, 
my confusion and envy. In those times, I forgot to give it to him. I pleaded with him. But in his darkest moments, the most painful, the most confusing times, I left him out on the cold. I forgot to invite him in. I was too busy yelling at him and begging with him. I never stopped to just hand it over and let it go. I cannot express how hard this is to do, so I don't give this advice lightly. I know there's nothing more terrifying than letting go because as long as you hold on and fight, there's a chance you get your dream. I know how hard it is, but I also know the healing and the grace that comes from inviting him in, handing it all over, and relying on him to show you the next best step, and then doing it all over again tomorrow, trusting the path that he puts you on, even if you don't know where that road is going to lead. I'm going to close with the Merton Prayer. It's a prayer written by Thomas Merton that really exemplifies all of these things and can be really powerful when we're lost along this journey and any journey where we're trying to do the right thing by everybody, including God, and we feel like we're failing. It's about trusting God even though we don't know where the road takes us. And it goes... My Lord God, I have no idea where I am going. I do not see the road ahead of me. I cannot know for certain where it will end, nor do I really know myself. And the fact that I think I am following your will does not mean that I am actually doing so. But I believe that the desire to please you does in in fact please you, and I hope I have that desire in all that I am doing. I hope that I will never do anything apart from that desire. And I know that if I do this, you will lead me by the right road, though I may know nothing about it. Therefore, I will trust you always, though I may seem to be lost and in the shadow of death. I will not fear, for you are ever with me, and I will, ne- and you will never leave me to face my perils alone. Amen. I hope this episode brings you some forward healing. I pray for each of you, for your peace of heart, all your intentions. I pray for your hope and happiness and healing. I pray that you can find strength to invite God into your heart and rely on Him every day. I pray that you look for the next best step and trust that God has you on the right path, even if it's not the journey you thought it would be. I pray that you can find healing in knowing His path is for you, and it is beautiful and filled with grace. I'll be back next week with a new episode, and I hope you continue to walk with me on this path to forward healing. Our Lady of Sorrows, Our Lady of Consolation, pray for us.